We're holding Maseches Brachas, Perak Base, Mishnah Base. In the previous Mishnah, we said that there are certain halachas about when a person may interrupt his recital of the Kriyashma, and we said if he's ben haprakim, if he's between the chapters, so then there is a greater leniency than if he were in the middle of a paragraph. The halacha was yesterday that ben haprakim, one may initiate a conversation to someone who he owes kavod to, and he can be meishiv, he can respond to someone's greetings to anybody. Mishnah Beis now will define exactly where those ben haprakim, those junctures are between the sections of Shema. And it says, Elohen ben haprakim, the following are the places that are considered between the sections. Ben bracha rishon between the first and second bracha of Kriyashma, meaning after one says Yotzer HaMoros and before he says Ahava Rava. Ben shnia l'shma, between the second bracha and the Shema itself, meaning after he says Abocher Baboma Yisrael Ba'ahava, and before he says Shema Yisrael. Um, again, that's Ben HaPrakim. Ubein Shema L'Vayim Shemoa, between the first and second paragraphs of Shema. Again, Ben Vayim Shemoa L'Vayomer, before he says the Vayomer of the third paragraph. And then, Ben Vayomer L'Emes V'Yatziv. And after he finishes, and he says, Elokeichem, and prior to saying Emes, that's already called Ben HaPrakim, according to this Tana. Rabbi Yudam Omer, Ben Vayomer L'Emes V'Yatziv L'Yavsik, Rabbi Yudam says no, one may not interrupt between Elokechem, as in the, the, the Pasuk that reads, Ani Yashem Elokechem, Asher Ateis Yitzchem, Eretz Mitzrayim, Liyos Lachem, Lelohim, Ani Hashem Elokechem, and then Emes. That Emes is from a new, is not related to the Parsha of Bamidbar, where the third paragraph of Shema is taken from. It's added on, um, the beginning of the next bracha, the Emes Fiyatze bracha, and Chazal wanted the Emes to be appended to the Elokechem, because there's a Pasuk in Yirmiyah in Jeremiah 10.10, which says, Hashem Elokim Emes, Hashem, meaning the infinite creator of the universe that was, is, and will be, is Elokim, is the forces of nature as it acts upon us in Hashgach in this world, in our lives, is Emes, Emes meaning reality. So we say that God is reality with a capital R, for more about this, look at the first chapter of the Rambam's Yisodei HaTorah, where he discussed it explicitly. Um, so, since Chazal wanted us to mention that Hashem is MS, is reality, which rounds out the topic of Hashem's Achadness that we started out Shema with, so therefore, uh, Chazal appended the MS to it, and now, according to Yehuda, one may not interrupt between the saying of Ani Hashem Elokeichem and then the word MS. So Rabbi Yeshua says, excuse me, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ben Viomer Lemes Fiyatsev Lo Yafsik. One may not interrupt before saying Emes. Now, that's how the, the Shulchan Aruch codifies this din, that one may not interrupt. According to the Rambam, that means that it's considered to be like the Emtza Perik, that it's in the middle of the recital, like anywhere else in the Shema, in the middle of the things, where one may not interrupt to initiate for Kavod and respond to anybody, but one could interrupt for the sake of initiating for Yira and responding for Kavod. And that's how the Gra Paskins. However, most Poskim and the Mishabura Paskin, that one may not interrupt at all. That is to say, even for Kavod, even for Yira, one may not interrupt between Elokechem and Emes. He has to say the whole thing because that din. And uh, a similar din, by the way, applies the first two, the first Pasuk of Kriyashma and the Baruch Shem Kavod, that one may not interrupt for any reason at all, even for Kavod, even for Yira. Fine. The second part of this Mishnah has a new topic. It talks about the order of the Shema. There are three separate paragraphs, and they're 
recited in a particular order. Now, the third paragraph of the Shema um, comes from Bamidbar, the fourth book of the Chumash, whereas the other two paragraphs, the first two paragraphs, come from Devarim, the fifth, the last book of the Chumash. So the question that's prompting this question ostensibly is, why did Chazal order the reciting of the Shema out of order from the Sukkim and the Chumash? So with that, Amr Bishub and Karcha, Bishub and Karcha, whoever he was, there are some who hold he was the son of Rabbi Akiva, and Ben Karcha, the son of the bald one, is referring to Rabbi Akiva, and this was his name to conceal his true identity because he was fleeing from the Romans. Maybe yes, maybe no. It's Machlokas Rishonim. Lama Kadma Shema Levayim Shemoa. Why did Chazal institute that one should say the first paragraph of Shema Yisrael prior to the second paragraph of Vayim Shemoa? El Kadeshi Kabla Lav Ol Mochu Shemaim. Tchila. Because a person should first accept upon himself literally the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, accept and declare that God is existing and he is one. And after that, then he should accept upon himself the yoke of the mitzvahs, the, accept upon himself that he will fulfill the mitzvahs as discussed there in that second paragraph, which has the topics of doing the mitzvahs, like putting on tefillin, etc., but not the first sentence of Hashem Achad. He goes on to say, why does the second paragraph precede the third paragraph of Yomer, which is about the tzitzis primarily, wearing a tzitzis, um, and also mentioning the excess of Egypt? Because the mitzvahs that are included in the second paragraph um, apply both at day and at night, because the second paragraph talks about uh, the mitzvah teaching Torah, which is, of course, day and night, um, etc., Whereas the third paragraph, Bayomer, which talks about tzitzis, the content of that parsha is about tzitzis. And the way the Bartuna understands it, it means that the mitzvah of tzitzis is only a daytime mitzvah. Because the Pasuk says, Ura'isim also, you will see your tzitzis and that blue thread on the tzitzis, the techelis. And since that's only that teaches you that only when it can be seen during the daytime, but at night, or perhaps nighttime garments, are exempt from the mitzvah of tzitzis, and therefore it doesn't apply during uh, the day, and therefore it's put, you know, almost like Tadir Vishayno Tadir, when it's more common versus less commonly applicable, the first one, the one that's more commonly applicable, more broadly applicable, uh, day and night, the second paragraph precedes what's in the third paragraph, which is just applicable uh, during the day. That's what the Bartonara learns. Um, if you actually read the actual words of the Mishnah without considering the Bartonara, the way it does read is simply that the third paragraph isn't it's not that the third paragraph's content about tzitzis is not applicable because tzitzis aren't a nighttime mitzvah. It just sounds like the third paragraph is not applicable at all. That one is no need to say the third paragraph. And that indeed is how the Yishalmi understands this Mishnah, that at nighttime they simply didn't say the third paragraph of Shema um, for reasons that I discussed previously in the previous Mishnah, that in the, of the, the last Mishnah of the first parak, that there's a discussion about whether one needs to recite um that partial altogether, or if it's only instituted because of because of uh, being mazkiri at season Mitzrayim, the mentioning of the Exodus of Egypt. So the way the Yushalmi understands it is one doesn't even say the third paragraph at all uh, during the night times. And in fact, there's a Gemara in the Bavli, in Daf Yudalid, which says that in Eretz Yisrael, that was the minute to not say the third paragraph of Shema during the night time. So, yeah. Halach Lamais, of course, we say it all through partials. We say it in order. And, uh, the rule, the application, the ideas of the Mishnah certainly apply. The Gemara gives another reason for this hierarchy, 
why it goes the first paragraph of Shema before the second Vayom Shema before the third Vayomer. It says because the third paragraph, excuse me, the first paragraph of Shema has all three elements of Torah. It has Lilmod, to learn Torah, because it says to be Bartobam, and it has the mitzvah of teaching Torah, Vishinantam Levanecha, and it has the mitzvah of doing the mitzvahs, the kashir of the tefillin, and the kashir of the mezuzah, and so on. So all three elements. The second paragraph doesn't have the mitzvah of of uh, learning Torah, it just has um, you have to teach them to your children, so that is the teaching of the Torah, and of course the doing of the Torah, again, like tefillin and, and mezuzah, etc. The third paragraph has no teaching or learning, it only has the doing. So that is a new hierarchy of uh, applicability, again, um, broaderly applicable first, then less second, and then less third. Those are two, that shot has brought them in the Bavli. I want to share with you, even though the concise version of the recordings here, I want to share with you an amazing shot I heard from Rav Noach Weinberg. When I was a Bachar, I asked him the following question. I said, Rav Noach, the whole mission makes no sense to me because if you first accept upon yourself the old Malchus Shemaim, you accept upon yourself that God is sovereign and everything, so then what are you additionally accepting upon yourself by saying, and you'll perform the mitzvahs? And if you're accepting that God is the king, then what else could the content of that Kabbalah be besides, and I'll do whatever he says? So Rav Noach Zatzal, he said uh, the most amazing shot to me on the spot. He said, because that's not shot in the Mishnah whatsoever. And I've told this shot to other people, not all of them liked it. I'll tell you their response later, but first I'm going to tell you Rav Noach's pshat because I love it. He said, the pshat in the Mishnah is as follows. The Chazal say you're accepting an ol upon yourself. An ol, ein lamed in the Pasuk here, um, on the Mishnah, is a yoke, Y-O-K-E, a yoke on an animal. Now people think that a yoke is a burden. So the idea is you're accepting by your shoulders the burden of the weighty burden of carrying around that there's a Hashem and the burden of doing his mitzvahs. But that's not what a yoke is at all, not what Chazal meant. And even though we don't know what a yoke is, because we don't see them very often, but Chazal certainly knew. The yoke is the attachment that goes on the cow's neck to keep the cow walking in a straight line. It atta- it's attached, it's hitched on to the cow's load or, or the plow that it's pulling. But that's not the cow's burden. It's the device that keeps the cow on the straight and narrow. It's what guides the cow and tells it where to go. So Rav Noach said the Pshat is that the first Kabbalah's Ol Mahushamaim is you say, what guides my life, first and foremost, is that there is a Hashem. And every decision I make, how I decide which way to go with my decision, is based on this guiding principle that Hashem is the Melech, and what he says is what's important, and that he's the only reality. That's your primary ol that keeps you on the straight and narrow and guides your life. Then he said there's a secondary ol, a totally different, additional thing one accepts upon himself when he says the second paragraph of Kriyashma, because while the first paragraph says, you say you're supposed to even when you say Echad, of Shema Yisrael, you're supposed to think to yourself, you'd be willing to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem, if it took it. So in other words, any, every decision in your life is subordinated to doing what the will of Hashem is. The second paragraph is something totally different. The content of the second paragraph of Shema says that if you listen to the commandments, Hashem will take care of you, keep you safe and secure, well-fed, and so on. And if you don't, then not. Then you'll have problems, you'll have insecurity, and you'll have problems with, you know, Parnassah, and so on and so forth. So Rav Noach said that the second all you're accepting yourself is that your mitzvahs not just matter, but that Hashem hashkacha reacts to your mitzvah observance. And when something happens to you, that's Hashem talking to you, telling you, I'm happy or unhappy with the way your life is going. And you will understand that the hashkacha, what happens to your life, is a response, not just, of course, the happenstance or whatever extraneous 
you know, calculations Cheshbonos Hashem might have or your mazel, but rather that Hashem is directly being mashkiach in our lives and we should take the events of our lives as a direct message from Hashem and that is a secondary thing which guides our life. So the primary all which guides us, that we wear, that governs how we go in life, is based on what the fact that there is a Hashem. But then there's a secondary one that sort of tweaks our direction, which is if we see that something's going in our life not the way we expected, we understand that to be Hashem sending us a message about how our life is going in our midst of observance, and we would adjust our path in life accordingly. So there's two taka different things you're accepting upon yourself. First of all, primarily that there is Hashem, and He's what matters ultimately, and only thing that matters. And the second thing is that what happens to me is a message from Hashem as a response to my mitzvahs, and I will adjust my life direction accordingly. Um, so I heard that shot from Noah, and I love it, and I want to share with you, and I did share it with you, Baruch Hashem. Um, I think most people do not understand it that way. Most people understand it um, very straightforwardly, that there are two things you're accepting. The first thing you're accepting is um, that there is a Hashem, of course, and the second thing you're accepting is to do the mitzvahs, and those are, of course, um, uh, significant each in their own way. Because why? Because if a person would first accept to do mitzvahs, but not first accept that Hashem is the one who's mitzvah, so then his mitzvahs certainly are not significant. It's like, there's a word for it called orthopraxy, a person who keeps the halachas and lives a Jewish lifestyle, but actually doesn't believe in God and the Torah and so on. And of course, that's not, that's not, uh, that's not worth much at all, um, if anything. So first, the person has to accept, they would answer, sort of Noah, that the Pshat and the Mishnah is much more pedestrian. It's that first you have to accept upon yourself and declare that Hashem is a chad, he's the one who calls the shots, and then in that context, accept to do his mitzvahs, and that makes your mitzvahs significant.